<laughs> All right, welcome to the tentatively titled Innovations Class Podcast. I'm here with some students from uh, the Noblesville High School Innovations Class. Uh, we'll go around the horn here. Introduce yourselves. Seth. Seth. Excellent. What's that? Have you ever seen the movie Nice Guys? Yes. This movie, it sounds just like it'd be on the soundtrack. It does. It's chasing. Yeah. I love that movie. My parents don't know that movie, that I like that movie, though. All right. Uh, so this is, I guess this would be season one, episode one of this podcast, if we keep at it. <clears throat> so here's the deal, guys. Here's why I wanted to have you guys on talk about this class a little bit. Um, Ultra new. Seth has ticks. We should. Yes, we, we next, why don't you tell? Cursing. Tell the people. I have cursing Tourette's, so it's like coprolalia. So. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe there'll be some fancy pants editing going on later for me. Um, here's the deal. This class is a, uh, a conundrum. Um, the basic idea, for those who do not know it or are not familiar with it, uh, Innovations is an open source learning class what that means is my students all have sort of individual projects that they're working on um, <clears throat> that they've identified themselves um, or it could be perhaps something they want to learn about and then they are just using every resource available to uh, kind of dive into that topic or approach that uh, project that they're working on so we got a bunch of different things going on it's really um, as I'm learning more about it, I feel like it's it's really learning how you learn. Gentlemen, your impressions of innovations and how this class operates. Gabe, let's start with you. Um, my impressions? So like just what, what I think about it or what? Yeah. All right. How would you describe the class? When, when people ask you, oh, you're in innovations, what's innovations? What do you say? I think of innovations as a sort of open-ended experience for learning what you want to learn because in schools you don't normally get the chance to learn what you want to learn I mean you have calculus classes you have English classes stuff like that you don't get to learn stuff like running your own business or um, business classes don't normally teach the sort of um, what do you call it like learning how to learn yeah th th that sort of thing like they, they don't give you that hands-on experience so it's kind of a, like a blend together of Learning what you want to learn and then getting hands-on experience with it. Okay. Link, what do you well, say? Uh, for me, from what I can like Shite. gather from what I've done, it's kind of like. It's first of all, you define what you want to do if you're like for this class. Um, so for me, that was everybody's yeah, in the film industry. Communist. So find out what Communist. you want to do, and then kind of just <clears throat> doing it, maybe researching, asking questions for people who are already involved, and then. Um, just kind of doing stuff, like not just say, say hey, I'm going to do this, you know what I mean? And just be like, I, like it's not saying, what am I going to do with my future? It's like, what are you going to do now? So you can help your future, basically. Hmm. Okay. And Seth, what do you say? I think it's like, so a lot of it is like, you know, learning, not just learning new things that are valuable, like entrepreneurship or just, um, 
I think a lot of it is like learning how to learn is in like getting in those habits now of um, making sure you're connecting with the right people, making sure you're, uh, I, 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 I like to think that, um, making sure you're just these things like make sure you're connected with people, um, making sure that you are, are, are seekers and peekers. I mean, you're a seeker and a peeker, not a moaner and a groaner. And make sure that you are able to seek opportunities that are readily available to help you. Um, I, uh, I'm friends with a, a substitute teacher and like assistant coach, uh, Coach Kendra. I don't know if you guys have seen him around. He's a, a former NBA player. Um, and like, I'm really trying, I'm really, really trying hard to go to the University of Southern Indiana. And he told me he's going to, because his daughter went there. He's a former NBA player and his daughter is a judge from that college. So he told me he's going to get the call the president of the university. Well, listen. So like mm. I, like I know uh, I know a couple of people that went to University of Southern Indiana, myself, me, and my wife. So wow. if you need a letter of recommendation, my name carries almost zero weight. <laughs> <laughs> but I I'm will write you that letter of recommendation. But yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not I didn't come here to brag. The point of what I'm saying is like that's <clears> another thing. Uh, that we've been taught in this class a lot of times is um, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So not only, and I'm not saying use people for your advantage, but like if people are readily, if people, if you have connections with important people that are readily willing to help you, uh, take advantage of that as well as like just looking for opportunities, um, getting in the habit of, um, like Gabe, I believe as Gabe said, helping your future now. I was Isaiah. I was Isaiah, helping your future now. So like I I feel like this class is not just specific tools, but getting you ready to be able to use those tools whenever you can. It's okay. also providing valuable value to those people, too. It's not exactly. asking for help. Too, yeah. Because if they don't, like, what's the point of helping a kid if they're not going to provide free back? That's just how people think in general. No, yeah, yeah It's not I conscious. Agree. Like, it's just normal. Okay. Um, why don't we do this real quick? Uh, kind of just go around and very quickly say what it is your your project is or what it is your focus is on this cloth. Cloth? Why do I <laughs> developed a lisp all of a sudden? Seth. Pretty no. nationalist you got there. Go ahead. Yes, um, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm having some issues with it right now, but I I think I'll be able to get it off the ground eventually. Um, excuse me. I'm start. I'm trying to start a uh, like an acoustic jam session club at the high school. Okay. And the reason I limit it to acoustic is we're already trying having a hard time finding. Where, we'll find a place to have it eventually, but we're already having a hard place to find it with just acoustic instruments with our quieter. Um, but I want to. I mean, there's like mil- there's black and gold band and there's all these cool like music programs, but you know, a lot of times people like myself are self-taught and, you know, don't necessarily have the prerequisites required. And sometimes you don't want, sometimes you just want like a nice uh, jam session club where you can just go and have fun and just talk about music. And it's more of a, a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more uh, uh, diverse as far as how experienced people are. Um, okay. Different people. Just a little jam session club for people to come and nail. So. Cool. So I like that you went into um, sort of the reason behind what it is you're doing. Because um, one of the ways we kind of, figure out what students can work on or want to work on is we start with, is there a problem, right? Do we see, <coughs> any, do we see any problems, um, you know, in community, in the world, in, uh, in the school or whatever? And you say, okay, well, what kind of solutions could I provide? So you saw the problem of you've got musically talented kids that aren't involved in traditional school programs. So yeah. this is like an outlet for them 
Yeah, to practice their craft, especially if they're talented, but they don't. And there's nothing wrong with the school requiring prerequisites for programs like that. Like that's understandable. Sure. But like it, it's just yeah, an outlet for those kids. Like so you can still, because there's there's a lot of talent in those programs, but there's even more talent that for kids that don't don't necessarily have the prerequisites and still want to try to showcase their talent a little bit. Maybe um just explore that. Gotcha. Link, what do you got? So one problem I've noticed with myself including is that teenagers that are film. Oh, this is for filmmakers basically. Is it's kind of hard to push yourself to do something because you're kind of worried what people think. A lot of times, for me at least, I can't. I, I'll write something and then I'm like, "Oh, this this seems like garbage or whatever. I'm not going to shoot this." And then one way I found that I could probably push myself to do is I was talking to my uncle Spencer, who has a production company. He's done 40-hour film festivals. Yeah. Is that I should do a high school student uh, 40 72 hours film festival. So right now I'm talking to people from Heartland. I got a venue, and it's kind of explain just Heartland. A Heartland Film Festival is that's uh, good international film festival, one of the biggest in the Midwest, based not, in Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah, it's one, maybe even one of the top five biggest film festivals in the world. You could argue. Hmm. Um, so, I have a lot of support, and at this point, and just putting it into action. And then I'm working on a short film with my friend Colton, who's an amazing filmmaker. Um, great opportunity, and we're pretty much he has scripts pretty much beat for beat done. It's just actually writing it on a script. Then starting to get people. So, okay, Gabe, what are you doing? Um, I'm managing. Excuse me. I'm managing uh, the Nobles of High School's Eastworth program. So I work on stuff like broadcasting our games, um, contacting other teams, setting up scrimmages, stuff like that. Um, it started when I noticed an issue with last year's leadership. Um, I won't name any names, obviously, but we had a poor leader in charge. He was spread too thin, and then he was making empty promises, stuff like that. And I thought, this is not okay. I got to step in and try to do something, make this better. And so I stepped in. Um, that person graduated. Now, this year, I am manager of the program, and I'm trying my best to carry it to success. Okay. So what we've got is a lot of diversity in terms of projects. We're kind of all over the place. So one of the this is the first year I've taught this class, and one of the uh, issues I've had or problems I have is trying to figure out exactly how to run the class. And one of the biggest issues um, for me is actually having students do stuff, right? So it's very exciting that first sort of week or so when you feel like you have all this freedom to do whatever you want. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, okay, go do it. And the brakes start pumping. So how have you guys um, managed to uh, do stuff? What, what is it you do in class? So a, a parent would probably want to know, well, what is this, you know, in math you're doing, I don't know, <laughs> I haven't been in math a long time, you're working through a book or, you know, you're reading something in English or whatever. There's stuff that makes sense that you would do in a normal classroom, but in a class like this, what do you do? So, Gabe, what do you do? Um, during class times, uh, what I'll do is I will, um, well, with the start of the season, um, excuse me, um, with the start of this year's season, I'm working towards getting sponsors, emailing local businesses and then larger ones, just sort of in the area to get sponsorships. Um, researching like places to get jerseys, stuff like that. Um, 
So I just really use my class time as a sort of way to do, well, um, lose my train of thought. Um, I use it as a time to do what I feel like is important for the program, wh okay. whatever that may be. That's not really specific, but. Well, uh, an interesting thing there is you're trying to find sponsors, which is not normally something a, you know, there's the football players are not out there trying to find sponsors for the football field, right? Yeah. So you're actually picking I up, you're actually picking up like real world sales experience. Like that is, that's, A, it's really hard. B, it's it's cool that you have an actual opportunity to do this and under the sort of umbrella of Nobles, or you're not just some kid knocking on doors saying, hey, will you sponsor our eSports Whatever. Yeah. And like saying, like, what's esports or whatever. Yeah. Can, can you sponsor my, my friend and I's band? Like that kind of <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like real world. Um, and you're getting the chance to sort of practice real world skills um, that actually matter. Yeah. Like, for example, I've been writing a, bit, a business plan um, starting yesterday, actually. Big coincidence. I started doing this now. But, um, which is, I mean, obviously really useful just in business and in, like, in life. It's a good kind of skill to have because I'm using Microsoft Word and and the, the ins and outs of that and all the fancy stuff you can do with it. And then actually like how to write a business plan and write formally. It's pretty great. Great opportunity. And, and I think real quick, it's important to add. Um, uh, so you said, you mentioned that, I mean, you and Gabe mentioned that he's you know, he's finding these real world sponsors, not just some kid. And, and then obviously there's nothing wrong with a little kid going from door to door. But like it's, what you're saying is it's bigger than that. Like uh, Gabe is um, getting real world experience, finding real world sponsors. And I think just one thing I think you may have left out that I think is important to add is that People are gonna like, especially like big, like important people, entrepreneurs, bi bi business people, um, just people who run companies and people who can pop can and might be willing to sponsor you. Pe they're gonna notice when, because um, you know, lots of adults do that sort of thing. Obviously, not enough, but like lots of adults do that sort of thing. But when they see a seventeen-year-old, you know, eighteen-year-old kid doing that, they're like, "Man, this is an eighteen-year-old kid doing some very mature and some very um, moving stuff." And they're gonna notice like. It's it almost it's almost like you have a slight. Uh, Mr. Wetrick talked about this a lot, um, and some of his former students that visited is that you know it's it's great when anybody does that, but especially when you're like a 16, 17 year old kid, people are gonna notice like that's a seventeen year old kid doing some like really important stuff. I can't even get adults to do like you know we're, they're gonna notice that and they're really gonna appreciate that. Just yeah. to clarify, Mr. Wetrick was the previous teacher before. Yes. Yes. He does some. Who now I think, runs the Started Up Foundation. So he tries to spread this class around the country more. Essentially, right? yeah, yeah, sort of uh, replicate it. Uh, that's a, it's a good point that you brought up. It reminds me of, I remember in college, I was waiting tables at a restaurant. We had this kid who happened to be the general manager's son, but he was like a high school kid, um, probably a sophomore in high school, and he was the bus boy, right? And it's my job, actually, originally. This kid, I mean, busted his butt bussing tables, and everybody in the restaurant noticed, and I remember one time, uh, watching a table tip the kid 20 bucks because he was working so hard. And I think the point is, like, it is uncommon in many adults' eyes to see a student do things. So, like you say, it stands out when a high school kid is approaching people for sponsorships for, you know, a high school team like whatever. or whatever. Yeah. Link. So is the question, what motivates me or what do I do in class? How, what do you do? What do I do? Yeah. All right, so in class, 
main thing for me is uh, emailing, uh, which has been really, have a, which sounds like, oh, it sounds like that one kid is trying to make excuses, but it's actually reaped a lot of rewards from just emailing people and outreaching. Uh, but to do that, I had to network from the first place to get these people. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot, I spent a decent amount of time in class looking for networking events because in Indiana, it's a lot, there's some difficulties finding those film networking events. But I feel like no matter where you are in, where you live in the world, there's always some place like that. So that's kind of like my big thing. Um, I spent a ton of time networking. I like watching a lot of movies. I spent a lot of time watching movies. And I spent too much time socializing this class sometimes. So I mean, if we're being honest, me too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, try, I try to limit it, though. Me too. And I think I am going to start. Because, I mean, I have been trying to further my project lately, but I, I, I do... I, I, I think just th- sometimes they say you know when you when you when you uh, teach something you're learning it twice. I think uh, us talking about this podcast is making me realize that I would like to work <laughs> on some of my own bad habits a little <laughs> bit more. But uh, yeah, yes, it's funny the honesty that comes out when you turn these microphones on. It's fun. Uh, so Seth, what do you do in class? Um, so kind of like Isaiah, sometimes I spend a bit too much time socializing. But if we're talking about uh, my project. A lot of time, and which I'm trying to do more of that. I just I'm a little, I'm at a, bit, at a bit of a dead spot right now with my project. But um, what I have been trying to do is I've been email. I've been sending some. E- I mean, this is my first cl- like class class I've been in in a while. But um, if we're talking about this class and then the previous ones before I missed a bunch of class, I have been trying to uh, send some emails. I've been communicating with the the acting principal, Dr. McCaffrey. Um, I'm trying to. Ret- uh, I uh, I'm he he basically Dr. McCaffrey is um has not been able to find a cl- place to have my acoustic jam session club. Right now, and so originally he was going to find the uh, club, uh, like where to have it, and I was going to find a sponsor. Well, I'm still trying to find a sponsor, but I feel like um, I'm going to start um, as far I'm going to st- I'm going to start um, trying to look f- look for both because he's got a bunch of duties as principal and, and isn't exactly the biggest priority. So like I need to start talking to other people. Like where could I possibly have this? And um, I've already talked to a couple sponsors. So like if we're talking about the, if we're talking on the day to day, is that what you meant? Yeah. On the day to day, yeah. I just on the day to day, I I mean. I try to participate in the small activities we're doing. Um, if I can't uh, figure out what I'm going to do with my project, which has been a little bit of a problem lately, because uh, I'm at a bit of a stall, it's a bit stalled at the moment. But if I uh, can't find anything right the second that I can work on my project, I'll try to help someone else with their project. I like yeah. helping people, and I'll do some of the small activities and just send some emails to try to get my major project kickstarted again. Cool. Um, yeah, so as you can see, let's wrap it up here, closing in on the 20-minute mark. Um, in terms of how this class functions, which is typically what outside people want to know, well, what are you doing in innovations? Again, it's an open-sourced learning. It's project-based. Students find something that interests them, and they pursue it. And uh, the day-to-day is different for everybody. We've got Gabe over here doing sales. Uh, Isaiah's over here doing marketing. Seth's over here doing uh sort of planning and everybody's emailing and making contacts. And um, that's really what happens every day for everybody. And uh, we just keep on trying to figure it out. And, you know, like Seth was saying, if we hit a roadblock, uh, we try to collaborate with others and uh, maybe help out someone else. So that is uh, kind of a student perspective Thanks, gentlemen. A student perspective on what happens in innovations. And uh, until next time, thank you for having me. This is Mr. Cecil 
signing off for the innovations class at Noblesville High School, Noblesville, Indiana. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you.